0: and i love stories hello super great kids and how are you i hope you're having a happy holiday i'm pleased because we have a story from japan this week japan is a beautiful country in east asia it's a string of islands with lots of mountains and some volcanoes japanese people eat a lot of rice fish and vegetables, delicious and healthy. The story this week is about kindness and badgers. I met a badger recently, early one morning when I was running in the woods. I don't know who was more surprised as he waddled up the path, me or him. Badgers in Japanese folktales are often shapeshifters. That means they can shift or change themselves from being a badger into something else. Before we hear the story, can you have a think about what you'd like to change yourself into? Can you remember Loki, the Norse trickster who changed himself into a horse to trick the giant who was building a wall? Or the ogre in the story Adi and the Zimwi, who turned himself into an eagle and flew away? Now. Can you have a think about what you'd like to turn yourself into if you were a shapeshifter while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello Super Great Kids, I'm back. I wonder what you'd like to turn yourself into. A toad? No. Maybe you'd like to be a unicorn or a dragon or a whale. Why don't you ask your grown-up what they'd like to turn themselves into? Now, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Ready? Once upon a time, or as they say in Japan, mukashi mukashi. Once upon a time in Japan, there was a farmer who had a son who was getting married. A great feast was prepared of sushi and shrimp and red bean rice called sekihan which is thought to bring good luck. Oh, they had a wonderful time eating and drinking and dancing and singing. The party went on long into the night and at last the man and his wife waved off the guests. Oh, let's tidy up in the morning, they decided as they yawned and sank wearily onto their beds, tired but happy. Soon. They were fast asleep. But deep in the middle of the night, when the moon was high, the old man woke with a start. Wide awake now, he lay on his mat and listened. Crash, bang, smash, boom, went the noise. It was coming from the room next door. And then it came again. Crash, bang, smash, boom. Could it be thieves? thought the man, his heart thumping. Very quietly and bravely, he tiptoed across the bedroom. Very quietly, he slid back the door to the front room. There, crawling all over the furniture, were badgers. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six furry badgers prowling around on their short, stubby legs and snuffling at the bowls of half-eaten food. Sniffle, Snuffle, Sniff, Sniff, Twitchy, Twitchy, Twitchy. Sniffle, Snuffle, Sniff, Sniff, Twitchy, Twitchy, Twitchy. Can you help me? Sniffle, Snuffle, Sniff, Sniff, Twitchy, Twitchy, Twitchy. Sniffle, snuffle, Sniff, Sniff, Twitchy, Twitchy, Twitchy. Huh! How on earth did they get in here? thought the old man and he was about to pick up a broom and shoo them all out when he noticed two very young badgers watching their parents feeding hungrily on the red bean rice. (gasps) Those badgers were so thin you could see their ribs. And once the parents had eaten, the young cubs copied them and carefully licked the bowls clean. Oh, you poor things, thought the farmer. Has life been hard for you? I know what it's like to go hungry. I was often hungry when I was a boy. And we've had such a happy day. I don't see why we can't share some of our good fortune with you. Eat well, my furry friends, he whispered. And quietly sliding back the door, he went back to his bed. What was it? asked his wife sleepily. Ah, nothing to worry about. Said her husband. Just some hungry badgers looking for a few crumbs. Badgers? his wife sat up. Badgers? Dirty creatures? They'll ruin my nice clean mats and break my pretty new china. Go and shoo them away. Go now. Go, 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 go. But the old man had made up his mind. Ah, not these badgers. They're good badgers. There'll be no trouble. Let's show them some kindness and leave them be. They looked hungry. And the old man rolled over and went back to sleep. In the morning, the woman got up and ran anxiously into her front room. But she needn't have worried. Everything was just as they'd left it, except the hand bowls had been licked clean. See, said the farmer happily, I told you they were good badgers. Very polite guests. They even washed the dishes. His wife wasn't so sure. Go and find out where they got in and fix that hole. I don't want them coming back. So the farmer did as he was told and closed up the hole. But he was worrying about those cubs not getting enough food. So that evening, after dinner, he put out a bowl of leftovers in front of the house. Ah, no, surely you're just encouraging them to come back, complained his wife. Badgers are dirty and noisy. They'll keep us awake. Not these badgers. They're clean and quiet badgers. Very considerate, you'll see, said the farmer. And the next morning, sure enough, once again the food had all been eaten. See, they didn't wake us up or make a mess. I told you they're good badgers insisted the farmer. And so it went on, day after day. Aren't you a fanny one, said his wife, bothering so about badgers. Well, you might be right, said the old man, but I want you to stay up with me tonight and watch them. The moon will be full and it'll be a beautiful night. Let's stay up together like we did in the old days, watching the stars and the moon And the badgers. The farmer's wife pretended to grumble, but actually she was quite pleased. It was a magical night and sure enough, under the light of the moon, the badger family soon waddled over. And their noses went, can you remember? Sniffle, snuffle, sniff, sniff, twitchy, twitchy, twitchy. Sniffle, snuffle, sniff, sniff, twitchy, twitchy, twitchy. They sniffed about looking for food and once they'd finished eating, the cubs played tag and rolled around merrily on their backs. See, what do you think? asked the farmer. Yes, you're right, agreed the farmer's wife. They are adorable. And so after that night, she joined her husband in leaving out little badger snicky snacks for the whole family. The days passed and the weeks passed. But one night, the old farmer awoke with a start to more crashing and banging. Wide awake now, he lay on his mat and listened. Crash, bang, smash, boom, it went. It was coming from the room next door. And then again, can you help me? Crash, bang, smash, boom. Ah, what's that? Asked the woman. "'Husband, I think your badgers have broken into the house again. "'Go and shoo them out!' Just as the old farmer was about to get out of bed to tell the badgers off, the door to their room slid open. And there, in the doorway, were two huge men holding big, scary swords. "'Who are you?' What do you want? stammered the old farmer. Money, money, we want money, said the thieves, flashing their swords in the moonlight. Uh, uh, Ah, I don't keep any money at home, stammered the farmer, clinging to his wife. Don't you lie, said the thieves. Give us your money or we'll chop off your heads with our swords. Money, money we want money suddenly there was a loud crash from the room next door what was that asked one of the thieves looking round as loud footsteps approached thump ker thump thump ker thump can you help me thump ker thump thump ker thump and crash the door to the bedroom came slamming down There stood two wrestlers, two huge, muscly wrestlers with legs like tree trunks and heads like rocks. One of the wrestlers pointed to the door for the thieves to leave. Ha! You don't scare me, taunted the first thief, flashing his sword blade in the moonlight. I've got a sword. Quick as you like, the first wrestler grabbed the thief's arm and twisted the sword out of his hand. Then, with a flick of his wrist, the wrestler flipped the thief upside down and kaboom, he was flat, splat on his back. The second wrestler turned to the second thief and stamped his foot on the floor, which flexed like a trampoline. The second thief was not about to hang around. He bent down to help his friend and together they fled over the hills and far away and were never seen again. As for the farmer and his wife, they jumped out of bed and bowed to the wrestlers. They bowed so low to show their respect that their heads almost touched the floor. Our honourable friends, how can we thank you enough? You've saved our lives. But when they stood up, the wrestlers had gone. Scaramouche vanished. Where did they go? asked the farmer's wife. They looked up, they looked down, they looked all around, but there was no sign of them. I reckon that was magic, muttered the farmer's wife as she put out the badger's snicky snacks that evening. Later... When they went to bed, the farmer and his wife were still puzzling over who it was who came to help them. And do you know that night the farmer he had a strange dream. Have you ever had a strange dream? He dreamed that into their guest room came the badger family who waddled in one after another, slump, slump, slumperty slump, and their noses went. Can you remember? Sniffle, snuffle, sniff, sniff, twitchy, twitchy, twitchy. Sniffle, snuffle, sniff, sniff, twitchy, twitchy, twitchy. Then the oldest badger stepped forward. We can't talk to you and we can't thank you when you're awake, so we've come to thank you in this dream. You helped us, so now we've been able to help you. We've been short of food recently, so we thank you very much for feeding us and all my family. Ah, oh, tis nothing, tis nothing, said the old farmer in the dream. No, it's not nothing, said the badger. You helped us, and that was why we wanted to help you. "Ah, oh, so it was you who came to protect us from the thieves, asked the farmer's wife, amazed. Yes. We can shift into many disguises, admitted the badger proudly. A wrestler is one of my favourites. And you can be sure that from now on, one of us will always be there guarding you. And you can be sure that from now on, your family will never go hungry so long as we have food to eat, said the farmer's wife. The badger bowed deeply. Now, to mark this happy occasion, my children would like to dance for you, said Mr Badger, and he began to drum on his tummy. Coochie, 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 cra 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 hop! Coochie, 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 cra-cra-cra, hop! At that signal, his children began to sing and dance a little dance, similar to the dance at the wedding. So zooko, zooko, dum. Suku suku suku, dom dom dom, hoopsa, hoopsa, hoop Then, with a bow, the badgers put their noses to the ground and waddled out of the dream. The next morning, the old farmer could not wait to tell his wife about his strange dream. Such a strange dream I had, and he told her all about it. Well, 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 said his wife. Your strangeness must be catching, because I dreamed exactly the same dream. Now, how is that possible? And they both laughed at the magic of it all. So, every night after that, the old farmer and his wife left out some tasty, snicky snacks for the badgers. And, on cold, dark evenings, when they saw a shape a bit like a rock sitting outside their front door, they'd take out some hot green tea because they knew that was no rock but a kind badger in disguise. And do you know, they were never bothered by thieves ever again. And as for the badgers and the farmer and his wife, well, I'm pleased to be able to tell you that they all lived happily ever after. And that is where that story ends. Snip, snap, snout. That story is out. Oh, thank you for listening. Wasn't that a strange story? I wonder if you've ever dreamed you could talk to animals, or that they could talk to you. There are lots of cultures around the world where people ask animal spirits to guide and protect them. I'm not sure that I'd ask my dog to protect me. She'd lick anyone who came near, even thieves, if she thought they might give her a biscuit. I came across that story from Japan in a book of traditional tales all about dreams, which is called... The Tree of Dreams by Lawrence Yep. More about Japan in our Owlet Letter. Now, it's time to have a dig into my bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some of you Owlets who've been supporting our podcast. Thank you to Sylvie from Oakland in California, who is nearly eight. Her favourite story is the Russian tale Strawberries in Winter. Sylvie says she loves storytelling so much. It's one of her favourite things, and that super great kids' stories has changed her life. Well, Sylvie, that is lovely to hear. I wonder, are you becoming a storyteller? And hoo, 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 to five and a half-year-old Charlie from Oklahoma in the US, who is very excited about becoming an Owlet. Welcome to the Owlet Nest, Charlie. And thank you very much to those of you who've donated to us through Ko-fi. Thanks to Zoe and to Rory and to Herbie and Milo and to Steve and to Catherine and to Tori and to Joe and to Saurus and to Jane. We really appreciate your generosity. And super great David and I love reading your Apple reviews. It puts a spring in our step and a wag in our tail. Thanks to dance fan Joel Bean in Canada. Joel Bean's favourites are Mama Draga and Eating Match with a Troll. Thanks also to Cleopatra and to Dean and Drew in the US. And thanks to all of you artists who've sent us pictures of your favourite tales to post on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. It's great to see the pictures you have in your heads while you're listening to our stories. Thank you. This week, we had pictures of dragons and the fox and the crow and crabs and billy goats and lions and tigers and monkeys and ogres and ghosts and, of course, Baba Yaga. So, thanks to Maeva from the US, who drew a beautiful picture of the golden bowl, who says it's a very touching story. I agree, Maeva, and I really love the picture you've painted full of pink hearts and twirly-whirlies, or undoros, as they call them in Zimbabwe. And thank you to seven-year-old Desmond from Olympia in Washington State, who has drawn an excellent picture of the tiger's tail. I particularly love your tigers with their intricate stripy patterns and curling tails. Just super great. And thanks to seven-year-old Angus in Isha in the UK, who drew a fun picture of the Southern African story The Lion and the Squirrel. I love your lion with his happy smile and huge mane with a bone in his mouth. And it's clever the way you've added specks of dust all around because it's so hot and dry. And thanks to five-year-old Oliver from Jesse in Italy for his fun picture of ruby red lips and long red fingernails. I particularly like all those long fingernails with just one single red nail, which makes it even more scary. Thanks for sharing this, Oliver. And thanks to twin sisters Katya and Rosa, who live in Scotland near Dumfries. Katya drew an animated picture of Mama Draga the Italian ogress at the bottom of the well, shouting orders to Angelina. And Rosa drew a fun picture of the hat seller and the monkeys who were all up in the tree grinning away with the hat seller looking really cross. Great fun, thank you. And finally, thanks to super fans Hazel who is seven and Elliot who is nine who live in Alice Springs in Australia and have sent us beautifully drawn pictures of the fox and the crow and the two dragons. Super great pictures. Thank you for sharing them. That's it for this week. Thank you all for sharing your pictures. More next week. If you'd like to see these drawings, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash stories. Oh, and do come and see us, Toot and Kate and me, in our live show at the end of April. Not long now. It's not far from London. Only half an hour's train journey from Waterloo. Do come. We'd love to see you. In the meantime, keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.